But it was funny because like I got really nervous because he like I came into work the next day and then it had like kind of blown up a little bit and it was picked up and half the Twitter was saying that he was an idiot and the other half was like this is hilarious. And I saw him and he like smiled and he's like I'm just happy you didn't tag me and I was like okay great awesome. If I were you, I would have keyed in. You you mentioned Peters the first time, but I would have keyed in again when he said our guys are like Hall of Famers and Ezekiel Elliott's played like all of 20 games oh, in the NFL. I just, that's one of those things, though, that you just let somebody go. That's fair. You know what that's I mean? Fair. Like, I didn't want to argue. Like, clearly the points didn't make sense. I just, at that point, it was like, I was just like, internet content. How many retweets did you get? I don't know. You don't know. You've been checking it hourly. Give me a break. I have not. No, I still am getting tweeted about it. Uh, it's up to almost 600 and almost 1,000 likes. That's pretty good. Okay. It's a good day. It's My good friend hit me up on Facebook and was like, Yo, Lefko, is, is that your voice? It sounds like you. On like some other like Eagles fan page. And I was like, yeah, that, that was my video. And it, it's always weird when your video is taken other places and it's not credited. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, damn, man, the internet is savage. That's, yeah, that's the thing nowadays. Like, I mean, it used to be bad. and it, Well, it used to be like sites like mine. Like, and we've always been pretty good about crediting stuff. I'm not going to say we've never ripped something and just inadvertently, but whatever. But it used to be like blogs would just take stuff and like wouldn't credit it. But now it's like because everyone is basically on equal footing and you have fan groups on Facebook and Instagram accounts and just like anonymous tweeters like and YouTube like everyone has the ability to just rip a video and put it out there and like nine times out of the ten the viral video you're seeing online isn't um, you know isn't from the source and you have no idea where it came from but I know why like for Facebook so I posted your tweet on the website, and if I would have posted that on Facebook, you know, it would have gotten a few thousand clicks into the website from Facebook. But when you post a video on Facebook directly, Facebook's algorithms, like, put that in way more news feeds. So I think your video got something like 23,000 views on our Facebook page. I (laughs) I credited you. But like it's you know then like I log in last night it's like this is you know this is getting more traction than ninety percent of your posts and that's because it's because it's video like Facebook just favors video now so yeah that stuff happens but uh, we'll also realize that um, I have a magical power and it's when I record things on my cell phone it explodes Ben Simmons jersey uh, ripping off. Yeah, you're having uh, a good month. Dallas Cowboy freak out. It's a, it's, I'm telling you, it is a superhuman ability I have, which is capturing things on my phone. It's, a, you know, I got it. You know, you can't describe it. I just got it. That's what it is. And you can't learn it. No. You can't you, learn it. And unfortunately, you can't teach it. So, you know, Weddings, bar mitzvahs, quinceañeras, whatever you need, I'll be there with my phone to capture the the magic. But super glad that we got Kenneth, the IT guy. That was the IT guy. Too. Oh, he's the IT guy. That's great. <laughs> oh, dude, he just fixes shit. And like I was yesterday, like I couldn't get into my computer for a second, and I was like, uh, I don't want to call Kenneth. He probably doesn't like me that much right now. 
Probably oh, yeah, he he's rigged. Like, you rigged the whole thing. Yeah, he's just a he's just a jacked Dallas Cowboys fan that uh, gets a little bit too heated at times. It was funny. Yeah, but that was Maurice, everybody. That's tall Maurice. He is tall. Sitting there. His, his look he had a good look on his sweater. face. If you oh, I actually dude. freeze framed it. He just had a he just had like a, the this guy. An amused, yeah, an amused, bewildered look. Like, so I'll like, let this guy go. It's like every every few days, probably Monday, Wednesday, whenever I do this podcast, and then either the Sixers or Eagles play beforehand, I walk down that row and we just talk and and just gloat and then people around us have been getting very annoyed. Uh, about you know Eagles Sixers everything, and yeah, he he walked in and we were mid gloat, and uh, it was it was funny. What did you guys think of the Joel Embiid shove the other night? Ooh, my well, you know, Bleach Report was all over it, just being like, we love you. Uh, it, that uh, happens. It's like content, content, content. Of course, but I asked people at work yesterday. What, what, how long until Embiid it gets turned on? Yeah, until this is no longer like, isn't he just adorable? And some people just were making up like guesses, like, oh, one year. And then one, one person said, until he um, isn't super self aware, like right afterwards. Like the thing about Embiid is even when he does something that's kind of dickish. He like says something right after the game where you're like he gets it, and it's like it's the time he doesn't make the self-aware comment or goes full on like dick that that people will turn on and beat. That's like what we were talking about after work yesterday. I think what's going to happen. I I don't think he's going to lose the self-awareness. I think you'll gain that. I think what's going to happen is like after the game. Um, uh, who was it he shoved? Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Thank you. Um, after Peace. the game, Mitchell said, you know, like, yeah, hey, it's my fault. I get it. Like, it's no big deal. Like, they went over and said whatever to each other after the game. Eventually, though, people are going to stop, like, playing along with Embiid. Like, right now, I think they're so, like, freaked out about criticizing him and seeming like the bad guy that they just go along with it. But eventually you're going to have someone who's real. And I thought it was going to be Mitchell after he shoved him the other night. But eventually you're going to have someone who really just begins to hate Embiid. And and then that's when, like, when the league starts turning on him, I think that's when you'll see people start turning on him. But right now he's got enough goodwill where it's like even the guy who shoves him is like, yeah, I was wrong. It, Joel's awesome. Um, he didn't say that. But, yeah. yeah. We, we were going to leave. I was there with investors Jeff and Mike, and we were going to uh, leave Mike – was very, very, like, almost too serious about uh, beating the traffic. Like, five minutes ago in the fourth quarter, like, he, he almost yanked us out of the arena. So, um, right, we were, like, standing in the back of the club box. We were in the club box, and we were, like, getting ready to go, and then this happens. And we're like, see, we told you we shouldn't have left. There, there was almost a fracas. Um so speaking of capturing the moment, I busted out my phone, and the 3x zoom on the iPhone X is absolutely incredible from that distance to get crystal clear video of the court. But I completely missed the uh, – I don't have it because I completely missed the uh, aftermath of that, which I was trying to capture. Interesting yeah. you bring up the iPhone. Hmm? Isn't it, I said, in- I said interesting that you bring up the iPhone. You're 
one of your favorite people on Twitter uh, trash the iPhone. Uh, are we gonna do this now? You gonna make me do this now? He I think just did. I think it's I think it's probably the best time for it, and then we can actually get back to Philadelphia sports. So go ahead, Kyle. Uh, I'll be quick here. All right. So Jason Ashworth, Ash. This is this is tough after those four bourbons last night. Jason Ashworth. Russ, who's go. Jason Ashworth? He was a guy who years ago won the uh, the dream job contest on ninety seven five. Oh. When they, like, people came in and they auditioned for it and they went to, like, a live show. And, yeah, it was a whole Kyle, thing. Kyle, were you up for this one, too? No. No, I did WIPs back in the day. Okay. Um, no, I think this was while the site was, like, in existence. So he's become a little bit of a punching bag on this podcast for his, you, you might recall, his Markel Fultz Summer League take. He had another take where he needed to see something before declaring something like, okay, thanks, thanks. We need a Jason Ashworth stamp approval. I'm not trying to shit on him. I, I think he's – I've communicated with him in the past. I have nothing against him. I'm sure he's a fine guy. Um, but his takes, um, for better or worse, have, have gotten under my skin. And he tweeted about Apple the other day. And, and this is the tweet, um, public tweet here. Go ahead. Let's have Russ read it in whatever voice Russ wants. No. Stewie. Stewie, no. please, please, Russ. It's the have, holidays. I don't have the tweet pulled up. I do. Uh, it's in Slack. Is it? It's uh, in Slack. It's like it's like one scroll up in Slack. Kill some time for a second. Oh, there it is. All I right. got it. <clears throat> all right. Who, but people like Stewie. No, all that's right. all right. Go. Dear at Apple support, I am a loyal Apple consumer. Hashtag Apple. Hashtag Apple consumer, but your iPhones lack any new features and constantly have software issues. You're simply selling my na- selling a name brand rather than leading a, pro- uh, a leading product. At Samsung Mobile is calling my name. Get it together! Exclamation point. So three level. There's three levels to this. Level. Thanks, Adam. Thank That's you, what Russ. I'm here for. Level one Come is for the, the fact. Take stay for the Stewie. This will be quick. Level one is the fact that this is a douchey tweet. Dear Apple support, a public tweet like, oh, I, I'm Jason Ashworth. I'm going to show everybody why I know more, and I'm going to slam the biggest company in the world. Okay? Really, really weird format. I do not like. One, from a business perspective, okay, the uh, the, the smartphone market is matured. Like, I don't know when people say, oh, I want new fi- fancy new features. Like, when you get a new TV – are you like, oh, God, my, my new TV doesn't have, like, new features? No. Like, you want a little bit better resolution, bigger size, cheaper price. Like, when you get a new car, like, are you upset that your car doesn't have, unless it's a Tesla, have, like, submarine mode? No, because cars are mature. Like, they, they iterate little little step improvements over time. Like, this, the people who expect every year for, like, your phone to come out and do something wildly crazy, I don't know what you're expecting. Does he want it to give him a hand job? Like, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. It's a mature market. Right now, like phones are going to get smaller. They'll get faster. They'll do things, right? So first of all, from a business standpoint, I don't know what new features he wants because like someone has to create them. Technology has to exist. In, in some cases, Apple creates the technology, okay? So that's one. Two is like, first of all, the new phones do have features. Like the facial recognition thing is legitimately great. Like having used it for a week now, Going back to the fingerprint sensor would feel barbaric. It's not a hindrance. It's not like, oh, I can't believe Apple like removed the headset. I just got to live with it. No, it's like actually really useful and good, and you completely forget that it's there. It's that good. 
So that's a like legitimate feature. Samsung has tried this in the past. They've tried putting like face reading stuff. It doesn't work. They were taking a picture of you. Apple built something that takes a fucking 3D model of your head. Like if that's not a new feature, I don't know what is. So this is a dumb tweet. Like I don't know what. The what? I think we lost Russ. No. We'll get him back. Russ, you're so young. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, he tweets, uh uh-oh. Anyway, so it takes a 3D model of your head. Uh There's two two cameras in there. One of them, like, they're both optically stabilized. That is a huge difference. And this is my point, like the Sixers game the other night. I zoom in 3X from the back of a club box, and it looks like a goddamn TV broadcast. I've never zoomed on a phone video camera and been like, oh, this looks good, until the other night. And then, like, the whole Samsung, like, the whole, oh, your phone's buggy. Like, get the fuck out of here. Every piece of software in the history of the world has bugs. Every single one. You know why it's a big deal when Apple's has a tiny bug that changes a letter on the keyboard? Because, like, 50 million people update to that phone within a week, and they all discover it at the same time. No one, no other product in the history of the world has had that many people update that quickly. Something like within six months, like 80% of people who have an iPhone update it. That's unheard of. It doesn't happen with Android. So when Android has a bug or a PlayStation has a bug or Windows has a bug, you know, people, a few people find out about it and it's fixed. When Apple has a bug, because they're so damn popular, everyone finds out about it at once. And oh, by the way, their bugs are fixed within like five days. Samsung phones were catching on fire. Like... It's, it's such a dumb tweet. Like, it's just so dumb. It's not that he doesn't like Apple. I don't care. It's dumb because it's not rooted in fact. Like, go get a Samsung. See if, see if there's no bugs in that. Tell me what new features they have. Man, you really like, take this personal. I, it's just because it's dumb. It's not like an opinion. It's literally dumb. Be like, oh, well, my Samsung phone glows green at night. Like, okay, I'm sure Apple will do that in a year and actually make it useful somehow. Like... There's legitimately new features. That's the crazy thing. And they work. People are like, oh, Samsung did this three years ago. Yeah, Samsung didn't. No one used it because it sucked. Then Apple came along and did it. And it's like, oh, holy shit. Now half, half the world who has an iPhone in a couple years will be unlocking phones with the fucking 3D map of their face. No one else is doing that shit. Oh, and by no. the way, the, the, can't come in. the chip is like three years ahead of anybody else. Uh-oh. What are we going to do, Kyle? I don't know. Before I was so rudely interrupted by tech issues, uh, you know, you mentioned the full face and emoji-esque kind of thing. And I, I have to say, I'm almost happy that Samsung doesn't have the emoji. Um, I didn't mention I, that at all. No, you, you started saying it has like the full facial scan thing. To unlock so, your phone, which is, yeah, that is you know not what? the emoji thing. Let me like, tell you something. I, I got to let the people know. I'm at a wedding last week. It was a Friday wedding, which I had mentioned on this podcast before, which got me in a lot of a lot of heat with the uh, the mother of the bride. It was a lovely wedding. Mean? There was an episode a while back where Kyle and I talked about weddings on Sundays, I think. And then I said, well, what do you think about <laughs> weddings on Fridays? And I said, I'm not a big fan because you have to take the day off. And then I said, we have one coming up in a few weeks, but I like the people, so it's okay. And, man... The uh, the mother of the of the bride contacted my wife's mom, <laughs> who then contacted like you know my wife said to me what did you do, and so you know I uh, I told them I was like this is a really beautiful wedding and at the reception the bride and groom looked at me and they said for a Friday wedding right I was like dang okay. 
but it really was a very nice wedding. And I shout out and right it, now to all the podcast listeners that uh, that apparently are friends with Russ. What up? Yeah, how about it? Um, so anyway, that it was nice. It actually did change my mind a little bit about Friday weddings because we got Saturday to recover, and then the next day was Sunday. Got to watch an Eagles game, so I, I actually kind of liked it. Anyway. Uh, I'm at that wedding, and I get a message from Kyle. It's very strange for Kyle to text me. Usually it's when I'm hounding him about potential sponsors. And it's this freaking animal face. And he's a chicken, and he starts clucking at me. And says the only reason he's doing it is because I'm the one who would get the most frustrated by it. You know, spoiler alert, I guess I was. I'm just, like, sitting there. <laughs> and then I get, like, two more from him. And so I get up to go to the bathroom. I'm, like, in one of these, like, private bathroom stalls at this really luxurious estate or whatever. Are and, all bathroom and I'm, stalls private? And I'm, no, no, this is, like, one where it's got, like, the full door on it. Where, like, they're, they're, oh, they're sectioned oh, up like by the door. walls. I like the yeah, door. Yeah, I like door. the yeah. door. And it, it feels like you're in a little, little uh, you know. little nest. Yes. And so I go in there. And, like, somebody had to think I'm crazy. I go in. And you can just hear, you can probably hear the clucking. Do you, wait, do you poop at a, a wedding? No, I went in there because I wanted to hear it. I couldn't hear what you were saying in these Animoji things. Wait, and Kyle, I figured, if you had to poop, you would not poop at a wedding? Oh, I'd poop at them. I'd, absolutely I'd, not. What? What do you do? Abs- you just hold it? That's, that's Yeah, awful. I mean, I don't, I mean, I can probably count the times on one or two hands I've gone in public, like, ever. Um, You're going to die of sepsis. Yeah, what do you do then? You just, like, sit on it? Or yeah, are you just, afraid it's it'll pass. come out? Nah, it'll pass. It'll That's, pass. That is so disgusting. <laughs> I, to, I told you guys, when the, the year and a half Your I worked farts the, must be No, gross. it's one thing to not poop at work, but if you're at a very nice place for a wedding... Right, if but anything, if you cannot poop at work... people to poop in those situations. Exactly, yes. If you cannot go at work, you could certainly not go for like a three-hour window. <laughs> oh, dude, I'll go at a that's... bus station. I don't care. Oh, yeah, I don't... Mm, I'm just going to levitate and float. I mean, my, uh, hands, not like my hand, hamstrings but... are taut. That's a squat and a squat no contact. I got you. Anyway, Russ, your story. So the the animoji thing, like it, so you it is weird. you the bathroom to watch I, my text, I, which yes, becomes I very did, close to sexting. Is... Okay. It just made me very uncomfortable, but I did laugh. I was like, well, I guess that means something that the guy texted me, these right, emojis. But, but you were, I, I, I just, I don't appreciate how you're trying to equate the, you know, somewhat frivolous use of the emojis with the facial ID. Like that's, the 3D is there ca- for the Kyle, facial ID. I honestly ID. don't care. I know, but I, I, I like really the whole, don't. this is the, these are the opinions that rankle me because it's just like a wrong opinion. They didn't put it in there for animojis. They put it in there for security. They totally put great. it in for animoji. They Security's, did not. Security is a lie, Kyle. They security is a lie. Stop. Speaking of things that uh, have high security and are very worthwhile. Cozy Jewelers. So yes, um, it is, <laughs> tomorrow is Thanksgiving. By the way, hey. probably no, sh- no show Friday, guys, right? Um, oh, really? Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. And Black Friday is Friday. So all month, Cozy Jewelers has been advertising their 20% off Black Friday sale, which has been available to Crossing Broad leaders, readers and listeners if you went in and mentioned the show for the entire month. Obviously, uh, you're, we're running out of time to take early advantage of that, but there's still time to head over to Cozy on Black Friday, take 20% off everything in the store, including Movado Watches. They're a certified Movado watch dealer. Excellent selection. Um 
Anyway, we've been telling you about them for a while now. Family owned and operated, located in the heart of Newtown Square in the Edgemont Shopping Center. They have a terrific selection, an incredibly nice location, and 4.9 stars on Google reviews, five on Yelp. They are friends of the show, friends of the podcast. Um, they, if, if you're getting engaged, here's something there's still plenty of time for. If you're getting engaged this holiday season, go in there, mention the show or the website, and you'll get five Crossing Broad, Crossing Broadcast. You'll get $500 off a custom engagement ring. Uh, they will walk you through the process, the four Cs, how they source their diamonds, everything like that. Trust me, it can be confusing. They'll make it easy on you. So it's worth checking them out for that reason alone if you're in the market to get engaged. So, um, yeah, Cozy Jewelers. You can find out more, uh, C-O-Z-Z-I Jewelers.com. They're located in Newtown Square in the Edgemont Shopping Center. Uh, and and uh, yeah, check them out. It's holiday season. Great selection, great reviews. Uh, tell them Crossing Broad sent you, and we thank them for sponsoring not only the podcast, but also Anthony's Flyers content on the website. Beautiful. Yeah. I like cozy. 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 We make shiny stuff that makes people happy. Yeah. So Great. should we do sports? Yeah, let's do sports. Thank God. Yo, there was a uh, a really good video of Jay Ajayi. Did you guys see Kenyon Barner giving him giving him hell on the sideline? Yes. Off the seventy one yard run. That was excellent. We uh unhitched the wagon. Yeah, that was awesome. I like the Madden I like how the player immediately for those who haven't seen it, it was it was the sideline video of Ajayi after the big run and he was getting uh harassed for not taking it to the house, and he immediately commented, uh, "My Madden Madden speed rating is going to go down." I love I love it when the when the Madden rating is in a player's head and the two K ratings. I I have a warm spot for that sort of thing. Well, it's it's so true. Like I look back at the amount of Madden that I played, and it taught me so much about the NFL that I know today, based off of who was good and who wasn't, and. It was like it was the ultimate ultimate litmus test. If somebody was like a ninety one speed or versus like an eighty two speed, like the fact that Trung Candidate was a ninety seven speed, like I was always like, Oh, he's so fast. Like it it really does impact public perception. It's it is, I think, woven into like a sports fan's mindset of how good somebody is. I think two things one, when you're younger or even not like you learn so you can learn so much about the game. I played at various points in my life baseball, hockey and basketball. I never played football. So to me like I learned more about uh football, you know, when I was in middle school or whatever from playing Madden than I did from watching it because you know, you have to understand the positions, you have to understand the plays and even then when it was kind of like rudimentary you still, and then as the game like became more realistic and got more in depth, and you learn about like the different quirks of the salary cap, like you really do learn a lot from playing the games. But I also think I've said this with 2K before. There's probably not a bigger group of um, you know people assigning ratings to every attribute of a player's game. Like you have Pro Football Focus, and they're judging what happens on the field, but. Other than EA Sports and 2K, like th- there's probably not a professional operation that is that is literally trying to quantify every you know all 20 aspects of of someone's game. So I you know I put a lot of stock in the rankings and, I, I, and those simulations. They're getting more real, but th- I mean everything is quantified. I got an internship with NFL Network and NFL Films in college, and they called me up, and I was like at. And like in my apartment at college and 
they're like, Adam, like if we were to show you like film, would you understand it? And I literally went on like a mini rant. I was like, if you need me to explain the difference between a cover two or a cover three or show you what a zone blitz is, whatever. And it was all stuff that I had completely learned from Madden. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, you clearly know football. And I had never played. I had never studied film. But I was able to understand, like, defensive responsibilities and all that stuff and, like, terminology solely because of Madden. And it legitimately was the reason I think I got that job. And it, it's so funny. And it was all from that video game. Like, truly. It's wild. Um. I don't know where New to go. I was a Russell? I was a really yeah. big I was a really big 2K fan. I know that this kind of came up on Monday, but I think ESPN NFL 2K5 was the best uh, the best football video game there's I'll ever been. I'll fight you on that. It was it was 1999. To was on the cover in his Eagles jersey. It was not it was, 1999. It was. I was 2K5. No, that's what I said. 2K5 it was 1999. Oh, well, the, the, the cost of the game. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. The price of yeah. the the game was 1995. NFL 2K5, ESPN integration. It was 1999. Yeah, it was. Stop. EA Sports in the game now. Um, so, but no, that was that was the best game. That had uh, first. It had first person uh, football mode. Which it, was it was the first first game it was to. Unplayable. It was the like, first like, game like a to Samsung have Samsung gimmick, Russ. First game to have the Apple, I'm sure, is going to release a better version later. Um, there was a uh, there was precision passing for the first time in a in a football game. They had a, a sideline celebrations. They did. They had, they had celebrations Berman. that you could do in the in the end zone. You had the Chris it Berman had, pregame had, show. It had the NFL primetime entire music gallery. And it was like the you had best. the you had the my crib. Remember the my crib where you could you could buy the jerseys and stuff the and fill up the house. Stupid. That was awesome. That was actually ahead though. When you look at two K nowadays and you yep. like the way two K plays, that mm-hmm. is sort of taken from mm-hmm. that my crib. Mm-hmm. So you had and that then, like, the my crib. You, you had, had your jukebox. Like, yep, you had to raise a family off the field. <laughs> that was Sims. No, I I remember I remember I had to like this whole thing. It was like, do you want to put like, what do you want to do with this child? And I was like, I'll raise it. That like that was an option. What are you talking? About? I still have it. Stop. It's a good kid. So, Russ, <laughs> uh, let me um, let me fight you on this a little bit. No. Do, do you have an no, opinion here, is, Adam? Well, yeah, my a- opinion is if we're not doing a show Friday, then we should really talk about sports. All right, let's just do this. People, are we really not doing a Friday show? Are we really not doing Apple rant? Yeah, but this one's right in our demo. The two K five, the two thousand five video game is like smack dab in the middle of our demo. People are liking this. Do you do you have a preference in that that year, Madden or two K five? Madden is clearly better, but I bought two K five because I Thank thought you. it was going to be different, and yes. then I tried to play inside the helmet, and it, it gave me like a vertigo. But also, like, I spent, like, three or four weeks that summer, and I'm not afraid to admit it, playing NFL 2K5 and listening to a Joe Budden CD, which I look back and I want all of that time back. (laughs) But the 2K5, my biggest issue was the computer always was faster than me, and I was never able to run away from the computer on offense because... 
you would you you had to keep pounding X instead of yep. holding it, and it never was fast enough. The hold was the charge it's move, just, it's, and, the, it's and the tapping better. was the That's sprint. It. Yeah, Adam had uh, Russ, it Adam really, had... it really had a lot of cool shit, but it was not better. I always thought NBA Live was better than 2K, but that has officially ended. Way back. In well, the day, I'll tell you what. To, the the live series this year, I played both demos. And I actually kind of like the live, uh, the live one better. It's supposed this year. to be good, but 2K is also really charged good. good right now. The graphics are better on. Uh, I played on both live. Demos. <laughs> I, I don't have uh, the money to buy them, Adam. I don't. I don't work for Russ, Bleacher Report. Well, I Russ, I don't play video games like that, Russ. Adam hit the nail. Adam hit the nail on the head. Like I bought both games that year. The 1999 made it a no-brainer. They did some, and there's a an internet video, like a YouTube mini documentary about 2K5. It's like 20 minutes long. Google it. It's really well done. And that was they did a lot of progressive things. The 1999 price tag was was coming right at the bow of EA Sports. The graphics were great. They had To was sort of the the big player that year in football when he came to the Eagles. The ESPN stuff, you know, they did things in that game that are still being used today. The my cribs, the pr- presentation, like it, it really holds up in a lot of regards. But when it came down to gameplay, like yes, it was good. Yes, it was fun. Yes, it was different. You could it also looked, import college rosters for the draft. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they did things that now were kind of like standards in games. So I'm not trying to knock the game. It was a good game. I enjoyed playing it. But I always found after I was excited all summer for it to come out. Like there was a big thing that year. Like you spend time in like the IGN message boards. Like people were hype about that game. But when it came down to it, after like a few weeks of playing. I always went back to Madden because if you remember, Madden that year, in 2004, they added offensive playmaker and Michael Vick was on the cover and he was unstoppable and the game was, it was just an offensive shootout. Then 20, in 2005, they brought in defensive playmaker when Ray Lewis was on the cover and it, that game was so well balanced because you can make, and they still, I don't think they and still, in, hold on. And they in still 06, hit, they introduced Vision Cone on which the was dumb, McNabb which one, which was is dumb. the stupidest feature they Totally agree. Bullshit. Totally. That was my secret advantage. I was so played with Peyton Manning. He had I was so fitting, with Vision Cone. How fitting was it that Donovan McNabb was on the cover of Vision Cone? Yeah, and then if you double-tapped triangle, he skipped the ball to the receiver. <laughs> but I, like, I still don't think they've achieved the balance they had in 2005 because you had that new set of offensive playmaker things where you can control guys like after the line of scrimmage, but then they added that to the defense, and it was such like a chess match that, yes, like it still had that like kind of sometimes tired, static Madden feel. It wasn't as wow factor as the 2K game was. The but it also had Tony Bruno franchise. Hit stick was Hit great. Stick was Absolutely. When was that? When did that? That happen? was that may have been that year. That was I think that was 05. That was the Ray Lewis year. Yeah, and when when Hit Stick came out, like that was a thing that you would walk by your friends and like push them and be like, Hit stick. Like that was a thing. And the Tony Bruno it, this it wasn't the ESPN thing, but if you played franchise that year, that Tony Bruno Bruno radio show was really good. It was. Like, it would be like it'd be like last night the Eagles got a huge win. I think they're for real. You know who else is for real? The nineteen ninety one Philadelphia Eagles. No, but it was natural and it didn't repeat a lot. Like he must have recorded I know I asked him about this a while ago and he said, you know, he would just Obviously, just say phrases, and he like marveled how they would turn it into complete sentences. But I mean, that was cool. That game doesn't get enough credit because 2K5 was so different. So I will fight you that 2K5 was good, but I will fight you that Madden was still better that year. 
That's fine. Yeah, a lot of fights. It's okay. It's okay it's to be wrong. It's my new phrase. It'll wear off in a week. This is kind of like the Nintendo Sega thing. I was a Sega guy, and they ultimately, you know, collapsed, and now they just make games. And I, I was a big Sega guy. I heard you guys were talking about the Dreamcast the day that I think I had to get off, and I was really bummed. Loved were you Dreamcast. a Genesis or a SNES guy? I was a Genesis guy. I had a Sega game. My parents. This is how I got introduced to video games. My parents got me a Game Gear, not understanding that that's not what I wanted, and then they they traded that in. Got the Genesis. Game Genie. No, no, no. The, do you remember Game what Game Gear, Gear was? Oh, Game, Game, Gear, Game looked, Gear was was like the coolest shit ever. Yeah, it was. It was like the, was the like Game, Boy Game Boy Sega, but it was, but it was like three times the size. Batteries. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Oh. You had to use six AA batteries. It was. Oh. It was. Uh, and it like had a massive glowing screen. I had a Genesis. I bought a Saturn way after the fact. Uh, I had a Dreamcast. I'm looking at the systems I have in my basement. This is where my childhood still lives. With you oh, still yeah, have them. Why don't you sell them and buy NBA 2K18 if you I, don't want to buy what? it? I have a regular Nintendo selling, with a duck I'm hunt. never selling any of my old systems. The only one I ever got rid of was the original Xbox Appreciate because I, I stupidly was thinking backward compatibility. My parents were selling their house. I was like, oh, I don't need this. And now I have all these old original Xbox games like NBA Street Volume 2 that I'd like to play sometimes, but I can't because it's not backward compatible. Do you guys I would remember bust NFL your Street? Ass NBA well, you know what, Lefko, if I ever meet you, we'll, uh, we'll, have, we'll have a throwdown, okay? Who's your team if you're not using mm, creative player? That was, Mine was that always was the Spurs. I think it, team I like to use. Oh, yeah, but you get, you, get, you get Duncan and it, Robbins uh, just to was smash that the year people. That Vince Carter was still in uh, Toronto, wasn't he? I like to play, I like to play with Vince Man, Carter. I don't know. So I, I think it was Toronto. You remind me of a Vince Carter. He is. He is. I bet you use a lot of Tracy McGrady well, too. Well, T Mac, yeah, you know. D- do you guys remember yes. NFL Street? Yes. I actually thought NFL Street was bad. That game it. was, it was awesome. a good game. Wasn't it? It wasn't three on three, was it? Was it four on four? Something like that. It was. A, it was small teams. Uh, yeah, oh, the yeah, Eagles were. were good. It was cool. The Teddy, uh, the the Patriot, obviously the Patriots, but Teddy Bruschi was dynamite in that game and i forget uh who was their big lineman at the time Wilford? no no huge guy richard seymour no um like huge Wilford. fat guy was it was it bofa <laughs> no kyle do you know who that is uh, both of these okay a little bit yep Damn. adam i was hoping even you I can't pull one over on me one yeah, so set up. anyway and then kyle, kyle would have gone into a rant that Actually, D's nuts is not the best burn, and it really grinds his gears, and he'll fight me about it. If you guys notice, if you guys notice, I'm like in a little bit of holiday party mode today. Is that what it is? Um, yeah, why I'm ready to. Pl- what, what do you mean by holiday it? party? It's it's still no, it's the Wednesday before, it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. We're just having a did free flowing conversation. Did you guys, when you were it. growing up, was Thanksgiving Eve a thing for you? When you turned 21, did did people go yes. absolutely? insane it's gonna be a thing for adam tonight yeah i'm, I'm gonna still be in thing. philly tonight i'm going to a concert with my brother so apparently people are still going out but i'm gonna go out to help too. you i'm gonna be so tired but i'm gonna get after it today he's excited i'm excited you know left go boys you, go get it so you're, you're getting after it i'm gonna to try to i mean nice. i don't know how i'm gonna function for tomorrow but I got to do, yeah, I have to do the podcast at one. So if you guys are watching on Facebook live, we're doing our pick show 
where we pick all the games and we make animal noises for an hour. So head over to Bleacher Report, check it out, and then I'm going to take a train, go to Philly, party with my brother, and then wake up on his couch and then go home. Well, that's a lot of fun. No longer taking the bus. Look at you, moving up in the world. Yeah, I only take the bus to Atlantic City. God, that, that really does awful. not sound yeah. not sound good. Do they have bathrooms on the train? I if love, they do, I love the Kyle bus. Kyle still wouldn't use it. Russ, what are your Thanksgiving plans? We have the we have the, uh, the neighborhood uh, turkey turkey bowl at nine flag wow. football turkey bowl at nine a.m. Another yeah. another way for you to compete with flag football. <laughs> Wearing 100%. your Under Armour. Yes. A hundred percent. Do you scout the neighborhood? You're like that 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 guy three houses down's got some big calves. So in the neighborhood, we have two like big like common area like open fields. So it's it's in the one open field. So about two weeks ago. I was running, and then I decided that I was going to do some, like, uh, interval split timing. So I'm running, like, full-out wind sprints back and forth <laughs> in the field. And I saw one of I saw one of our neighbors uh, walking his, like, new puppy. And he's like, what, what are you doing? Because, like, he sees me running all the time. But I was, like, doing, like, interval training in the field rather than just jogging. And I was like, I'm training for the flag football game and he laughed and i was like no i'm serious i'm i'm training for the flag football game it's going to be cold it's thanksgiving morning i'm probably going to be tired i want to i want to have an edge on everybody thing lasts like 90 minutes last year so uh yeah so yeah i, I t- take it a little bit too every some people what was his take response it seriously. when you said i'm serious well i think he appreciated it because me and him were on the same team last year and we were like the interchangeable quarterbacks and we uh mm. i think i threw four touchdown passes in the second game so i think he uh i think he appreciated the uh, the commitment to the the craft but this Holy year shit, i just got a bleach what? report alert it said that kyle scott threw four touchdown passes in the thanksgiving game last year and that the odds apparently it's a left go lock to bet on him this year yeah, I'm telling you, man. This guy, Kyle Scott, he's like six foot two, man. He's he's a long, lanky guy. Go go gadget legs, man. That's that's the kind of stuff that we're looking for here. He's like 120 pounds soaking wet, man. He, I heard he uh he got hurt on the set of his own show, and they faxed him to the hospital. That's what I'm hearing, man. <laughs> the hell, man. That's great. I'm going. Uh, I would tell you. I would tell you guys it was a bad game. I didn't play that well in the media game, but I, I played well in our turkey game last year. They're changing it up though this you're year. Playing, yeah, you're, now, playing you're playing randos. You're playing like six-year-old men. <laughs> yeah. Now so, most of the people hey, are. Hey, hey, my are son would like to play. Kyle's like, sure. I'm gonna <laughs> stiff arm the shit out of him. How old? How old your kid? I, I just, kid. I just want him. To, I want to know how long it's gonna take him until he can come yeah, back. Yo, bro, yo, bro, yo, bro. You rocking? You rocking the Jordan Speeds? <laughs> no. What the fuck you're talking about? It is mostly guys in their 30s. It is mostly guys in their 30s. There's one or two guys like in their so you, 50s when or you 60s. become an adult, you have to talk to your neighbors. That's a thing. Yeah. Like when oh, yeah. I walk out of my apartment, there's a woman that lives across the hall, and I have never said a word. No, I say hi. She goes hey, and I go have a good one, and that's the extent of our conversation. I would never be on her phone. And then she calls her friend and well, she part says, of Yo, it I just is- saw Adam L E F K O E man." No, she actually goes. Uh, no, es importante. Hola, and I go. See, I can come up great. there, and I'll uh, I'll help I'll help bridge the gap. 
Part of it is it's all it's mostly no families, though. and a lot of people have kids that are the same age. So that's a big like unifying factor. Like the bus stop at eight fifteen. If I go walk the dog at eight fifteen, it's, it's like, like half party. the neighborhood is standing there. Yeah. So that's plus the way it's kind of like built in the common area. So yeah, it's very very neighborly feel around here. But there's a couple of people listening. That one guy uh, occasionally listens to the podcast. What up, one guy? He's mentioned stuff. Another guy. Another <laughs> Lives behind us, Jay. I'll shout He's him really out because his brother story, is probably we? listening, and we'll tell. I don't think Jay listens, but his brother listens. Yeah, well, Kyle so, drank bourbon last night, so he's feeling real loose. Loose lips feeling, sink feeling, ships. Feeling like loose ships sink podcasts. You a bourbon guy, Adam? Uh, I yeah, I lived in Kentucky, so what I'm are your favorite? Angels, Envy. Try, Angel, try Angels Envy. Try Angel. Try Angels Envy. Angels Envy. Okay. Yeah, it's really home. fucking good. I will uh I'll note that down. There's one I was eyeing last night while while drinking called the Jefferson's The one that you dropped Ocean. in Slack while and, also dropping in a bunch of other weird random co- Oh, did I post that in there, fella? I was I was sending that link around. Jefferson's Ocean. Um, I'm all Kyle in on was, this. Kyle was, need reasonable chance I'm not coherent. <laughs> Kyle's Kyle's uh, Tuesday night was spent spent drinking bourbon and reading scouting reports on neighbors. We were we were actually brining the turkey, brining the. Did turkey. you hire a guy like Mick to just... train you? <laughs> no. Well, what are we waiting no, wait, for? Did, did you, Russ, how cool? How cool does Jefferson? I don't know. I didn't look? click on the link. Jefferson's I'm Ocean. A, I'm afraid they. Adam, check this out. They take the distilled bar- uh, barrels after six years. They put them on container ships and let them cross the equator four times. So the bourbon sloshes around in the barrel, picking up more of the oak. And then the salt air penetrates it. So you get a salty finish. So it's got this like a ridiculous. dark rum with a salty kick. I, I need to Do me a favor. Need contact, get sales guy Curtis to contact Jefferson's Thanks. Ocean and see if they'll sponsor the podcast as well. I'm watching the ad for them, yeah. and it's just a. Who is this guy? No, I don't, I'm not doing this. He's the founder. You gotta watch it. It's great. You're gonna want it after watching mm. that video on their website. Debatable at best. Maybe maybe drink maybe sales guy bourbon. Buy you. A- we put it in a truck and have it cross the Mason Dixon, and then we have little children breathe on it to give it a youthful glow. All finished up with swirling candy bars. Man, it's basically the pitch. Man. So you're brining the turkey. So are you cooking the turkey? Uh, my well, my wife is. I'm not cooking it, but we, okay. We had a usually like this is the first time let we me give grind a, it. Let me give people a, um, a little bit of a of an advice because people are dumb. Our people aren't dumb. Our listeners are smart. But if you want the best turkey, buy. A, if you want the best podcast, buy buy Russ a microphone. Yeah, please, Sorry. somebody for the love of God, do it. Um, no, here's here's the thing. The best way to do a turkey is to break it down. It cooks faster. You can infuse more flavor. Wait. What? You're talking to me? Like what? You break the turkey yeah. down. You take the spine out. Describe. You take the spine out. You cut the spine. The spine goes out. They call that spatchcock, which I thought you would laugh at. Um, you spatchcock the bird. There you go. But in that case, you need a really big pan. <laughs> if you then cut along the breastbone and then also take the legs off, you can spread it out. You get a more even heat distribution. You can infuse flavor better, and the turkey's done within two hours. Or you could do what you know people who like to give their family salmonella does: keep the bird whole, stuff it with stuffing, only cook it until the little Johnski pops out, where your turkey's now overcooked. 
but the stuffing on the inside is, you know, not. I used to love the stuffing inside, and now when I think it's, about it, well, it really it's is gross. gross. And, like, just because the turkey is cooked to temperature does not mean the stuffing is. And the stuffing has been touching raw bird the whole time. So, like, yeah. And then cooking. And then cooking after it touches yeah, but the that, raw bird. No, no, no. That's not how that works, fella. Like, you need to then take the stuffing out and put it back in the oven. That also needs to get up to 165 degrees, or you run the risk of salmonella. I I secretly hate. Are you the guy who doesn't put a whole bird on the table on Thanksgiving? Can are I you ask that you a family? question? No, what? he deconstructs it and what? then rebuilds it. Wait, I see. Now I have. Yeah, do you at least put it together so it looks whole when it's you do when not, you present no, it? Like half of Thanksgiving, no, you're putting a bird on a table. Kyle it's like no, Kyle, it's like Instagram. when you're getting your wedding cake and you say, "I really want to, I really want to make sure." That the cake is going to look really nice and that when we slice into it, like, it's all a lie, right? There's only one layer of cake that's ever actually cake, and they have a sheet cake in the back if your wedding is big enough. You don't get this monstrosity of a cake. It's all a sham. My wife ate her piece before she smacked it in my face. Good for her. I actually, I screwed that yeah. up, too. I, I gave myself the forkful when you're supposed to feed it to your spouse. My wife doesn't let me live exactly it down. Exactly my wife did. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that your wife and I can share this that's moment. That's funny. Yeah, one of mine, I... I um, Better in the shower. I ate the cake, and then everybody was like, what are you doing? And then I realized that it wasn't actually my <laughs> wedding, but it's cool. <laughs> it's a good cake. Um, All right, Helen, so keep talking about your bird. No, I'm just, I'm just yeah, saying, I'm like... You got sidetracked on yeah, salmonella. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, it, it, it is a really good way. But when you put it out on the table, you when don't I have a When I put it on bird. the table, it's been sliced. The only the you. only you stuff have... that I don't slice are typically the legs. You you can leave the legs whole because like my dad likes the dark meat. I like the dark meat now. I've I've, I've turned around on it, but like I know oh, that wasn't good. That was not good when I have a person like a person like, like you, Kyle. You're the worst. Um, no, but the the legs. Um, that... Wait, Russ. Do you are you a Thanksgiving? Host? Uh, usually we are. This year we're going to the in laws, um, which I'm looking forward to. Kyle definitely likes dry I think breast he does. meat. Because, like, my... Okay, so we're going to go to the in-laws. My, my mother-in-law, very good cook. She's going to have, like, a full, a full like, Italian spread to nosh on until Thanksgiving dinner's done. Here's the, the violation that I have. And now the mother of the bride can now contact the bride to contact my, mo- to contact my wife that I've now trashed my mother-in-law on the podcast. I don't like the fact that we're going to this thing, but my wife and I are the ones that have to cook the turkey. It's very upsetting. Wait, are you going to get there and no, then I think cook we, it? I think we are getting the turkey, and we are cooking it You're going to transport no, he's gonna, the turkey? He's going he's gonna to rip it apart, roll over it with his car, and then put it on the on Kyle, I'm telling table. you, once, you, once you do it he's the right way, it the here's the problem. Because when you cook a whole bird, the, the breast meat is going to dry out before... Um, before you wanted to. Time out, Russ. Do people co- co- comment that you make yes. a really good turkey? Every every time we make right, it for well, Friendsgiving, every time problem. we make it for Friendsgiving, or we made it for Thanksgiving last year, it got rave reviews. Crispy skin, juicy meat, delicious. All right, well, Russ, here is the strategy. Uh, guess what? It sounds like you need to kind of throw in a little clunker this year and bring a nice dry turkey. Uh, and then be like, guess I can't cook it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like having the control a little bit too much. No, you're a gamer. You want to step yeah, yeah, up? Yeah. yeah, he's secretly complaining about it, but he secretly loves the fact that everybody wants his bird. Russ, what you should do is cook it the way you normally do, but then put it in oak barrels and cross <laughs> the equator a few times. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Fucking hey, really gimmick. quick. Uh, 
Because sports, <laughs> sports is usually the thing that we, it is that a well we try to talk bourbon. about. Um, the, Eagles play, the Eagles play this week. Do we want to talk about that at all? Do we? Do you want to rip that bird apart too? The, uh, the Sixers Jazz Let's break down that bird. Do we want to keep talking this about Kyle Bourbon? Man. Uh, I will say this about the Eagles game. Uh, I'm not... How mad do you think Adam is that he got up uh, up for this? I game? don't know. I, I think no, it's fine. I think there's... I'm I'm in full I'm in full gray sweatsuit. You're uh, in a fit? down, and and I I don't have my I never have my contacts in, so I'm just kind of like in this blurry space where I'm just talking into nothing, uh, which is always great. Um, I do think though that um, this game should be closer than a lot of people think. I know a lot of people are looking at it and seeing like Trubisky and they're like, oh, their offense is not that good. Um, they they've run they ran for like a like almost 200 yards against the Lions. Uh, they have a really good offensive line. They did just lose Leonard Floyd on defense, which is huge. Like he's like one of their big pass rushers. And Akeem Hicks got banged up. Um, I will say this: so I had to make my Lefko locks yesterday. And I had to do the gambling stuff like last night before the injury reports came out. So I'm not excited for my bets this week. Like I have no idea. Um, I'm just not confident. But I do get that. I'm going to bet $10 on the Bears because that's how I keep my mush powers away from the Eagles. But I do think I'm interested to see if the Eagles are going to be able to run on the Bears because their, their run defense has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, but the Eagles at home under Carson Wentz are like ten and three against the spread. Um, I think it'll be a good test to run the ball, pass the ball. Carson should be able to do whatever he wants. Like Stafford last week, really could do anything. Uh, and then defensively, it's just going to be run, 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 run. Um, so it could either be perfect for the Eagles or it could be one of those where it's like the Eagles Cowboys at halftime where it's 10 to 7 or whatever it is because the the time of possession but oh it should be a comfortable win. I'm just at this point very tired of people talking about how easy the Eagles schedule is. I think that whole take is bullshit. Um they 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 won against the spread a lot which I think is the thing that really matters and you know, all of those games before they played the game, people were doubting the Eagles. Now afterwards, they're very easy. You know, it's just uh, it's just interesting. I'm I'm tired of that whole narrative. Do you guys want to do uh, Thanksgiving Day picks? Oh, the, the yeah, three sure. games. Here, oh, let's, good. I let's run, know what let's I'm run through. Kyle, Lions, Vikings. Well, Adam, are you embargoed on your picks? No, I don't give a fuck. But just watch one o'clock Facebook Bleach Report and watch me and Sims do animal noises while we pick the games. All right, Kyle, Lions, Vikings. And watch this. The funny thing about Sims is that he if he hears a noise, he mentally feels obligated to like try and imitate it. Um so Sims that's is an interesting funny. guy. Oh dude, he's fucking weird as fuck. But in a good way. He's great and he's weird. Alright. First game. Lions Vikings, right? Yeah. Vikings Lions yep. 12:30. Vikings at Lions. Vikings favored by 3. You guys should have to pick against the spread too. Yep. I got Vikings um, outright. Are, are we going to have our Lions fight now? Um our Matthew Stafford fight. Yep. Um you took that a little personal 
last when I when I criticized Stafford last week. Yeah, because I think he's really good, and I don't understand why people don't think he's good. I mean, I would say part of it is like for like six straight seasons now. You're like, oh, this is the year Matthew Stafford leads the Lions to the NFC Championship, and like, oh look, they're eight and eight again. Well, that's just I think that's part the, of NFL it. is the only sport where the quarterback like can do everything and then gets the blame if, like, the defense and the offensive line and the lack of running back and the wide receivers. I think Stafford just but gets... But for a few years, Stafford they had the because it's not good receivers team. and a fairly decent defense. Stafford's teams just always right. feel like they underwhelm. I think that's the problem. It's Detroit. Plus, there's yeah. always going to be a negative connotation to Detroit. Your perception of them is always going to be bad. Uh, the Vikings are minus three. Yep. I like the Lions. I do too. I like the, li- I like the Lions I outright. I like the Vikings. The Vikings are certainly going to win. Vikings are the better team. Lions, though, have won four straight Thanksgivings. Uh, Matt Stafford has played really well. They beat them earlier this year, uh, which actually makes me want to lean more towards the Vikes. Yeah. But um, also, Vikings thir- also Thursday coming games, off a big win. Yep. Thursday night football for the last five games. Uh, the home team has uh, beaten the spread. I think it's a short week, and the Lions are used to this game. Um, yeah, I went Lions too as one of my. Adam, upsets. isn't that that stat about the last few Thanksgivings? Isn't that like the kind of arbitrary stat that we usually rail against? Yeah, but at the same point, like I do think it's a short week, and I do think the team that is like that has a lot of guys on their roster. Now they played this game last year. Vikings played on on Thanksgiving against the Lions last year. Um, I don't think that's a Thanksgiving stat. I just take that as a okay. This team is used to playing in a short week at one. Yeah, and I think the stat he was reading was more about Thursday games. Than, no, it's the one before that. He actually like, did mention Thanksgiving games. Okay. Yeah. But either way, like I think I, you know, the Vikings coming off a big win, a big game against the Rams. Like yeah, that was exactly. two teams same record, short week, having to travel to Detroit. Not that it's that far, but yeah, I, um, I, I like the logic here for the for the. Uh, All right, so the, the four thirty game is the Chargers of Los Angeles against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. This is great to have right around dinner time. It is. And and what's the line, Russ, that you're seeing? I'm not seeing a line. I'm just going right off. All right, so the line is Chargers minus one. Chargers minus one. Yep. What is a lot of Chargers momentum the last few weeks? I feel like I'm I'm getting. I'm feeling a lot of Chargers this game, Adam. Do we know? I do not think Uh, so. Chargers. I think he is not playing, and then I believe that Tyron Smith is. Uh, questionable. I don't think he's going to Give play. me the Chargers outright again. I'm going two road dogs. Or two ro- well, they're not dogs, but I'm going two roads to start. Why Why Kyle, is it every time? Why is it every time Red Zone goes over to a Chargers game, Phillip Rivers just looks Oh, wait. Blustered. I confused the Chargers angry. and the Rams. Never mind. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so who's your pick? I got the Cowboys. What's your pick, Kyle? I don't know. I'm I'm trying to work through it. I was hoping to get a little banter about Philip Rivers before I, making Philip Rivers. Well, yeah, he's he freaks out all the time. So much so that they had to address it in a press conference yesterday uh, because he hit really? Anthony Lynn were like yelling at each other on the sideline. Like it, it's almost uncanny. That's just who and he I, is, man. He's a fucking a f- nut. He's a nut. he's an Alabama kid that Alabama guy. He's no longer a kid. Hey, shut up! I'm talking about Rivers. <laughs> 
Um, he's like an Alabama dude that like is just he's obsessed with football and he takes no shit. A few weeks ago, I saw or a couple months ago actually, someone was comparing like Wentz and Rivers, and they said when you look at Wentz, you could just see that he has it. And in, in terms of it, they meant like the poise and confidence and like the leadership qualities. And then they're like, you look at Philip Rivers, and Wentz is the guy like Philip Rivers could it like could have became. Could have and I know that sounds sort of backwards, but like Wentz has the qualities that Rivers never had, which is why Rivers kind of been stuck in you know the sort of talented mediocre level that he's always been in. But it is uncanny how every time he's red in the face, slamming his helmet, yelling, barking at somebody, like dude, chill. Wentz reminds me more um, of Stafford. I, I like the Cowboys here. I, I I've heard too much about Chargers in the last few weeks. I like the Cowboys. And I am going Chargers. Yes. So it's only it's minus one yeah, for the I'm going Chargers. Chargers minus one. Uh, I know it's not a 1 o'clock game for the West Coast team. That makes me excited. Two, uh, the Chargers are third in the NFL in sacks. Bosa and Ingram have 19 combined sacks between those two, and they get to face a team that has allowed 11 sacks in the last two games against Atlanta and the Eagles. Uh, The Chargers' run defense has completely gotten better when Denzel Perryman returned to the lineup, and their secondary is one of the best in the NFL. Their offensive line is getting healthy, and Melvin Gordon is clicking. Keenan Allen had a hell of a day against Buffalo, and I think Phillip Rivers goes into Dallas, and all of a sudden the Chargers will be one game back of the Kansas City Chiefs, the AFC West, and I think the Chargers, I think, Kyle, you've been hearing all of it. Guess what, baby? It's with reason. I like the Chargers. Hell yes. Love it. It's one of those games, you mentioned the sacks. I feel like this is one of those games for the Cowboys where they've been so embarrassed on the offensive line for two weeks now that they just scheme entirely around protecting the quarterback and, like, it completely reverts. Like, you look at it, you're like, oh, God, they're going to they're gonna kill Dak, and then their entire game plan this week is like, all right, how do we stop the rush? And then everything comes. Well, that's what people were that. saying about the Buffalo game, and I was like, you're going to put Nathan Peterman in against the team with the two best pass rushing duo in the NFL? I was like, I was like, I'm gonna, that's like, I bet like three hundred dollars. I made them like a left go lock. I was like, this is fucking crazy. I just the the thing is, is I think there are some teams in the NFL that blitz a lot, and those are the teams that get like stopped when teams go max protect. And then there are some teams that just have two guys that just beat your ass. And I think that this is one of those teams. Like, the Eagles are one of those teams, too. Fucking New York. New York is a great place. Speaking of New York, the New York football giants go into Washington to play the Redskins 8-30. And the the line is Washington favored by 7.5. Is it? Is it like bad that I could see the Giants winning? It's not in New York. That's in Washington. I said it's in Washington. I said the Giants go to Washington. Oh, yeah. Washington favored by seven and a half in Washington. Is it bad that I feel like the Giants could win? I don't know, man. Make your I'm going to go with the Giants. Wasn't it your podcast with Sims that, that you said that they're more to likely to play like the team that we thought was going to be favored to win the division more so than the team that, that started terribly? That was, Adam. Terribly. That that was, was here? Mm. That was me. Yeah. That was me both places. Yeah, Russ, Russ, to cover or win? win or to cover? I I think they could win. You think they can win? Are you picking them to win or to cover? I don't know. Welcome to my world, Russ. I think the Giants win. I don't know. That's 
Okay, well then they'll sure, cover. They cover. Then they would cover they're gonna, because they're sure, seven point. They're going to cover. But, but see, I, I, the seven I like and to just half go outright is... wins. I don't like playing the spread game because I don't understand the spread game. I just like <sighs> look. I, I'm not. I'm not like oh, oh give me give me the give me the give me the seven points. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. But the, there's a reason the spread. I know there's a reason because, it exists. I just like because, to pick teams. No, forget about betting. But like, it's easy to say, "All oh, right, well, the Eagles are playing the 49ers. Who's going to win?" Oh, probably the Eagles. Like the spread makes it a tougher prediction, which is why they use it in gambling because it makes it a. 50, but I think in these points. games, I've already picked two underdogs to win outright. So you like, have, I don't care yeah, about the you points. have, and that's points and that's points. fine. So you got them both. Um, I I am con- I would be concerned with the Giants because it's seven and a half, even a even a one touchdown game. They're not covering. Uh, I, I that's a high line. I like the Redskins here. Too much. Probably too many good vibes coming out of that giant. I look at it this way: Giants were like oddly playing for Ben McAdoo's job last Sunday after he like met one on one with every player. The old win one for the Gipper we hate game. I, I, you know, they blew their wad on that game. Short week going to Washington, seven and a half point dogs. I like the Redskins there a lot. I, uh, I hate that. I hate that. That's the game tomorrow night. That is that really a makes me one, angry right? that those two slop yeah. teams. It is. I definitely think. I'm definitely taking the Giants to cover, um, and I don't know who I think is going to win the game. I think I would. I think I'm going to take the Giants to win too. Um, I think the reasoning is Washington just lost Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson, and I know that they've had like, and they just lost like one of their offensive linemen on IR. I just think they're so injured, and I love Washington's defense. I think uh, Greg Minuski is a very underrated defensive coordinator. But I'm looking at this Giants team, and I'm thinking, okay, so people picked them to go to the Super Bowl, and then they started off 1-8. and eight. And I'm like, they're somewhere in between, and that's why I kind of think they're going to go on a run right now. Um, I think the Giants defense is really talented, and I don't know where the offense is going to come from anymore from Washington. Like, I... I don't trust Samaje P. Ryan that much, and I don't trust Josh Doxson that much. Um, and I think Chris Thompson meant a lot to that team. And everyone that I know that had him on fantasy was obsessed with that guy. Um, I I don't know why. I just get this vibe from the Giants that they're kind of about to go on a run. I really do. And, who's doing it offensively for the Giants? Oh no, I have I have no faith in their offense, like zero. Like I like Orleans Darkwa, but not that much. And it's it's more of just like I feel like Washington's defense has to be fucking exhausted. And I also think that like I like I know what you're saying about oh yeah they were really up for the Kansas City game, but I also think now that they have confidence. But for Washington, I'm like man, how fucking deflated must they be? For blowing that lead against like New Orleans, uh, and then coming back on a short week after just getting their ass kicked in that comeback. So, um, and I, I just think also like Washington's giant, like Washington Giant games are always super close, and seven and a half just seems like a lot for me. Which like is, I thought that would be like a four and a half point line. Sorry, I walked up from the mic. To me, that's why it's screen. The line screams at you. Like seven and a half does seem high, but. That tells me there's that tells me there's some action on the Redskins side. I don't think I. Yeah, I have to see what the original line. I don't was. think I ever realized that the NBA straight up doesn't play on Thanksgiving. Like I know Christmas is typically the NBA day. I'm a little bit surprised. Maybe I shouldn't be. I know NFL's king. Let's see. The original line was. Oh wow. Okay. Let's see how this impacts Kyle. Kyle, the original line was Washington minus nine. Ooh. And now it's down to seven. Ooh. 
Is yeah. seven or seven and a half? Well, I'm now. It depends on where you see. I had to get it at seven and a half. Like the Dallas. I don't like the line, I don't like the line movement. I so the like Dallas that. line started off at Dallas minus three and a half, and now it's Chargers minus one. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much. And that Minnesota four, oh, was a four-point swing. That's unheard of. And Minnesota Detroit was a pick'em, and now it's Minnesota minus three. Did the Dallas line, like by chance, open at some capacity when there was still like the possibility that Zeke? No, no. Like, that that's weird. A four-point guys swing have like a good that? Thanksgiving. Stay out of trouble. Do you Russ, school today, Russ? Not going on today, but I have to go. The kids, he's got to cook the going turkey nuts right now. I got to go lend a hand. All right, all right, Russ. Hey, have fun and tell those kids. Tell those kids. What? Hey, one day. You're gonna be you're gonna be just like Adam. Yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna sit there and you're gonna do nothing. Gonna sit there and do nothing. All right, I'll. I, and also bring a chicken. Take a chicken. Of a That's a really good make, idea. Ah, That's good sabotage. You said turkey. Leave it whole. Leave the bird whole. All right, guys. See you Monday. After another Eagles right. win. Hopefully. All right, bye. I can't comment. Hope they don't fall in that trap. Yeah, so nine to seven. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll too much. I'll, I'll stick with the Giants. Okay. Oh wait, Giants. I'm sorry. The Redskins. The Redskins. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't pulling a Russ there. I wasn't hedging. Do the Sixers play at all the next few days? Sixers play tonight against the Portland Trailblazers. Ooh. You want a line? Uh, man, oh. I, I want a first quarter line. Can you get me that at a third quarter line? You're uh you're with the lock of the uh who was it who was saying that it was the lock of the century? That was oh me. you were yeah yeah you're, that's right. Uh, let's oh, see what yeah. Vegas. Well, the, the Warriors are like the number one third quarter. Like I've seen this before, but I went and checked it out. They average outscoring their opponents by seven in the third quarter, um, and the Sixers are like number two in terms of first quarter lines, only behind Houston. Yeah, and the Sixers have been struggling in the middle two quarters as well. Yeah. Uh, there's no line in the Sixers game yet. I'm guessing we're still waiting on I th- some people might think and B might not play. It's the only thing I can think of. The Sixers game does not have a line anywhere. Man. Sixers NBA lines are weird, though. They come out like football lines come out a week. You know, NBA lines, sometimes they're not ready until like noon the day of, I feel like. Is Portland good? Uh, I honestly don't know. I'm going to check right now. I honestly, <laughs> that's a good question. The, uh, I mean, yeah, the Sixers the, are good, though. Here's the thing much. with the Sixers. I mean, that game the other night, they were at half speed. Like, Simmons turned it up in the second half. Yeah. But they played that game at half speed and basically kept the Jazz at arm's length without even trying. And I know that the Jazz are depleted and they were without Gobert and all that stuff. But, like, we've come so far so quickly where this is a team that can now go. Th- this was like... Like, watching Embiid out there, I think he's starting to realize that to be truly great and have a long NBA career, which we don't know if he's going to have at this level. But, you know, you have to learn when to go at 100% and when you can go at 80% and still still win. And, like, I feel like he learned that in the Jazz game. Where it was like, he wasn't sure if he was going to play. He was a little sore, but they were favorites. It was a home game. And he went out there and, you know, he put up a double-double going through the motions, basically. And then him and Simmons turned it on in the fourth quarter. Like, that is the way, that is what good teams do throughout the long slog of a season. And it was kind of nice to see that we, 
we've arrived there with the Sixers already where they can just go through the motions and then just step on it in the fourth quarter and put a, a mediocre team away like the Jazz. That was cool to see. Oh, dude, like, it's unbelievable. As unfun as the game was, like that was it was like, hey, we're a real NBA team now. Like this this is what the good teams do. So I like they are that. fourth right now in the West. Uh, they're winners of two straight. Uh, and I'm looking to see how they are in first quarters. I'm telling you guys, just bet on the Sixers in the first quarter. It's awesome. Now, this will be a good team. I mean, this is Dame Lillard, and this is a uh, um, kid that played C- at Lehigh, CJ C. McCollum. McCollum. Yeah, they're, and they got, they got some good athletic bigs, but um, is it at home too? Yes. Yeah, I think they have like four or five in a row. So I get to see like N. Night Shyamalan a million times. Yeah, I don't know. Thanksgiving? I'd be interested to see who shows up the night before Thanksgiving. That'll be uh that'll be an intro. Hey, do you um did you try have you seen the Sixers meat pies? What? What's a meat not, pie? So the Sixers Is that like a pie? Um, I should have tried it live on the podcast today. That would have been good. So the Sixers struck a deal with four and twenty, I believe is the name of the company. Uh from Australia. Yeah, that's you know it's Matt Mullen, uh, Philly Voice sent me a tweet and he's like that's what I saw when I saw this. Yeah. Um, the struggle it's an Australian company makes beef pies, which I guess is a thing in Australia. They've struck up a sponsorship with the Sixers. The Sixers are the kings of like doing a sponsorship and then somehow getting publicity for it. Like I've never seen an NBA a professional sports team send out press releases for like their business arrangements. And the Sixers are like the kings at this. But credit to them. So they, they struck up this deal, the Australian Beef Pie Company. They sent it. They gave it to the media before the game the other night. They sent it out to people. So Darren Ravel got it Monday morning. Um, mine came yesterday morning. I got a box of frozen beef pies at my door at 8.30, special beef. delivery. Overnight mail. Um, I haven't tried it yet. Wife is a little concerned because, like, it's Thanksgiving and we need some freezer space and it's just filled with beef pies. Um, but there are these like little pies with meat in them and they're pre-cooked and you just have to microwave them to heat them up. Like, um, So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to try it. And, uh, yeah, the Sixers have a beef pie thing and you can get them at the Wells Fargo Center now. Apparently. So in terms of first quarter margins, there are only three teams in the NBA right now that are averaging a margin of over 10 points more than their opponent in the first quarter in the last three games. Houston and Philly are both averaging 10.7, and Oklahoma City is outscoring their opponents by 15 in the first quarter. Portland is only outscoring their opponents by 0.3. So, Philadelphia, I don't know what that first quarter line is, but uh, just telling you guys. I think part of it is the Sixers' starting group is so good. Bodner tweeted a stat uh, yesterday, I think, and I forget exactly what it was. I don't know if it was efficiency or just plus-minus, but the Eagle, uh, the Sixers' starting group is actually, over the last 10 games or something, been better than the Warriors' starting group. The Sixers' problem, and, you know, not that there's a problem, but... You know, their issue is they have a little bit of a lack of depth and a lack of bench scoring, and they haven't gotten consistent contributions from yeah, the bench, which is like why. they Amir Johnson, like, flailing hook shots. Yeah, and, you know, as Sarge has come into the starting lineup, he's been better. But, like, the second, you know, the second quarter has been their pitfall, but those first six minutes, like, their starting group is really, really good already. Um, yeah, that, that's that's the whole take. 
<laughs> I am already, I just went on Twitter and the first thing I saw was a picture of somebody's turkey brining. And I'm like, holy fuck, this is when all of these nerds just like are like, hey man, I'm cooking. Look at my process. And it's like, they all look the same. None of them look awesome. Like, I'm not interested. I don't know. I'm, I'm not interested in cooking pictures. I know everyone's really proud. But I like a good I like a good holiday spread picture. I like the spread. Just to like judge it. Yeah, you know, I don't mind the cooking thing when it's different. At Thanksgiving everyone's making post the same pictures thing. Of your, no, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not cooking it. I like just helped my wife brine it because it was with the water. It's 30 pounds carrying it to the yeah. fridge. Um yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't mind a cooking picture if you're making something unique. But, yeah, everyone's making a turkey. Congratulations. You made I would a turkey. love – the only thing I would love would be a Russ instructional video on how to break the spine of a turkey. Like if I could get him talking about it, making an incision, and then cracking it on camera, and then being like a good – like something like Italian. Um, he doesn't like, speak Italian. A boobity bobby and then crushes it would be amazing. He's not Italian, but that would. He just said his his uh, parents-in-law are doing like an Italian thing. Yeah, but he he's he's he speaks Spanish and German and some Italian. Italian. Wait, to we, my wife just left to run errands, so yeah. I'm back in for a second. My family Wait, is Italian. This? Wait, what's this? Wait, but you speak my Spanish wife had and to run German, errands, so I'm back, you dweeb. <laughs> yeah, I do. I speak wife. some. I speak my some wife, Italian wife. too. I speak languages. It's what I do. You speak yeah. Italian as well? Yeah, I went Ciao to Italy Bella. before. I, I, I survived. Ciao, Bella. Come stai oggi? All right, so what would you say right before crushing the spine? Arrivederci, Polo. No, so you got to say bibbidi bobby and then... I also said the word for chicken because I don't know the Italian word for turkey. It might be babo. Exactly. I'm going to look this you up. Babo. Italian, you don't why. speak Italian. That's why. You're just hurtful. Yeah. So I would watch that video. I'm buying Russ and Mike for... for for Thanksgiving, I can't take it anymore. Yes. Wait, really? Can you please? No. Like, what happened to your mic? Like, why does it? Why does it not work it's anymore? Because I'm upstairs now. I, I brought the laptop upstairs where it, it usually sits when I go it to. Did it work for the entire show? Yeah, it did. That was the mic. No, it. No, it didn't. You were on the. Uh, you were on the laptop. <laughs> All right. Well, guys. I hope, well, guys. I hope you have a, a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you really enjoy time with your family and that it's as special as I hope mine will be as well. Uh, I've really enjoyed this. I'm thankful for you guys and I'm thankful that I get to watch the sunrise over uh, the West Side Highway uh, with you guys Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm gonna miss One you last on thing. I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what Russ's stuffing is like because he doesn't put it in the bird. Wait for him to grab the laptop. We have to give it. That was my Russ. two-year-old saying happy Thanksgiving Russ. to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, thanks, two-year-old. Oh, thanks, two-year-old. What's your kid's name? What's your kid's name? His name's Luca. Hey, Luca. Hey, Luca. What's up? What's up? Luca. All right. This, this podcast has, this has been an interesting. Thank you. Yes, it is. That's fantastic. Russ, what, what, how do Russ, you do what, your stuffing? Russ, how do you do your stuffing? Uh, stuffing, we do in the, uh, well, we obviously bake it, right? Um, and then, but do like a hard breaded one or like a loose one? Um, I think it depends on what the in laws want this year. I think typically, I think typically we go with a with a harder stuffing, and then you take the pan drippings from the turkey and you infuse that into the rest of the stuffing. So it's as if it were in the bird with the 
with the spine. Well, then you take, but see, here's the other thing, Kyle. You take the spine and you take the giblets and everything and you make a turkey stock. What are the giblets? What we are the a... giblets? We had to pull the bag out last night. I have no idea what the giblets are. You don't need to use the giblets, but you can. I don't know what they are. What but are you, they? What are Inners. they? But you make, a, you make a stock out of the spine and then you can freeze some of that or you can make a nice turkey soup with the remnants of the rest of the carcass. All the meat falls off if you boil it. And you can throw in some of your uh, potatoes that were left Ugh. over, carrots, whatever. Makes a, a nice holiday stew for a couple days later. You always have to think about how to repurpose your uh, your leftovers when you're done. But, I May I suggest... But what are the giblets? Are the I giblets? May I suggest to the people taking some shredded turkey, some sweet potato mash, you put the turkey inside of the mash, and then you coat it in flour and some panko breadcrumbs and deep fry it. It makes a delicious, almost like a hush puppy. It's fantastic. Giblets are the liver, heart, gizzard, and neck of a chicken or other fowl usually removed before the bird is cooked. Uh, why, why don't they just call it the innards? Because innards sounds uh, disgusting. Giblets at least makes you think about it. Giblets makes me think it's just nuts, so I don't know if it sounds much better. Rocky Mountain Turkey oysters. Nuts. Turkey nuts. Russ, that sounds good. Whatever. You, I, I need a Cooking with Russ YouTube channel, and I need it now. We're actually, my wife is the one who got me into cooking, but we're both, we're both really good at it now, so that'll be a thing. We don't need your blue apron or whatever it is that you eat fresh. Hello Fresh. Hello, Hello fresh. fresh. Yes. All right. We've gone off the rails. Yeah. I don't think we were ever on the rails today to start. You want to wrap it up? Yeah. He's, she's so sweet. No, no. For the love of God, no. There are children in the room. <laughs> All right, well, I am thankful, uh, children. Uh, you know what? Why don't you just punch Daddy right in the giblets? <laughs> just just kick him right in the old innards. Uh, thankful for you guys. Happy to do the show. Uh, I hope everyone out there has an amazing Thanksgiving. Hopefully we can watch uh, Washington and New York end in a tie and the Cowboys lose and the Vikings lose too to help out the Eagles with home field advantage. Uh, hopefully the Sixers get a nice win over the Portland Trailblazers. And uh, we'll be back on Monday to recap, hopefully, a 10-1 football team. For Kyle at Crossing Broad, for Russ at Joy on Broad, for Scott at Scott on Broad, I am at Adam Lefko at Adam Lefko. Uh, hit us up whenever. Enjoy your families. Enjoy, your, and I cannot wait for a full recap of Kyle Scott's neighborhood football game. All of that coming on Monday. Have fun, guys. Talk to you soon.